I remember being talking on a, um, a doing a webinar about virtual summits, and mm. I was, I think, point four was about getting your technology technology sorted yeah. and right. And as soon as I said that, the line went dead, <laughs> and I was like, "I'm joking." <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get anybody back. It was a disaster. <laughs> Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Joe Dodds and I started this show back in 2016 to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean how they focus on productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience to enable them to do more of the stuff that they want to do and less of the stuff that they don't. After 241 shows I've taken a pause from doing new interviews to reshare previous interviews. They were too good to not revisit. So please do bear in mind that this podcast might refer to events from the past as current or in the future. But rest assured that the stories, tips and advice shared by my guests continues to be pure gold. Hello, my name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter. And today Joe is interviewing Wendy Kia of Virtual Summits. Joe and Wendy have known each other for a few years online, though they're social media efforts, but this is the first time that they've actually spoken. Wendy is known as a leading authority, the go-to virtual summit expert. She's combined her love for working online, bringing technology and her marketing know-how together to monetize online speaking and virtual summits for entrepreneurs and small business owners wanting to get out into the marketplace fast to launch a program, product or service. Wendy believes that everyone has the right to education as it enables people to make smarter, more informed decisions and builds trust and credibility overnight. A gifted dyslexic entrepreneur living in the beautiful city of Brighton with her long-term partner Steve and two cats, Manga and Akira. A British author with over 1,700 students worldwide from 95 different countries. Back to the studio. Today I'm interviewing Wendy Keir of Virtual Summits. Hello Wendy, great to have you with me. Hi Joe. it's an absolute pleasure. Lovely. So start by telling us a bit about you, what you do and where you do it. Yeah, so I work from the beautiful city in Brighton and I'm very lucky I now have a home-based office and I have these most amazing views overlooking the city of Brighton and I can literally see for miles which is really fantastic. So do you find yourself getting distracted by that lovely view? Then I can see uh, the view, I can see um, the channel and sometimes I can even see France from my office window and I do find myself staring out of the window <laughs> on occasions. Oh, that's that's amazing. What I find is is that um, <laughs> it's really funny. It gets a bit bright, so I have to have the the blind down quite a bit because I'm on the third floor and the sun comes in. Yeah. So the best the best times for me are early in the morning and late in the evening, and I can just sit there and um, see what's going on outside. Yeah. But most of the time, I have to have the blind down, otherwise. I can't see anything because the sun is so bright. <laughs> so 
the views I get in the morning and the evening. But it, it it's lovely to have that. You know, I used to live in um, London, and everything was quite intense and quite claustrophobic. So to have that amount of space and watch the clouds and the changing weather is just is something I really appreciate. Yes, yeah. So what do you do from that office then? So I am an online marketer and I've been doing online marketing for a number of years now. And my focus is on virtual summits. So I work with my clients one-to-one and with online group programs as well to enable entrepreneurs and SMEs to bring together big online events. So what does that sort of look like? So if I was um, a client, what, 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 what would that involve working with you? Yeah, so not everyone's familiar with virtual summits, especially in the UK. They're pretty big in the States. And what a virtual summit is, is it is a group of people that come together to talk around a specific subject. So it's a bit like going to a conference, um, and then you go and pick the different speakers that you want to listen to. The difference with a virtual summit is it's held in the... um, virtual arena so people will subscribe in through your email list and then they will access the different interviews or talks that are going on within that event so in terms of clients it would be taking them through and it's like most of what we do within the um, coaching world world we work backwards with people So it's identifying the end result that they want to get and the type of people that they want to attract and the product they want to sell at the end of the event, Um, working backwards and then naming the virtual summit to fit in line with what it is they're offering. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, it does. And so the sort of work that you're doing then is is coaching and quite sort of technical sort of setup and so on. Is that the sort of work that you do? Yeah, so the one-to-one... It breaks down um, a couple of different ways. The one-to-one is some people will have a VA and other people within their team, even if it's just an outsourced VA. So some people might just want to get focused in on the strategy. So that will be, you know, what's the product they're offering or the online course that they're offering? What type of speakers do they need? What's the digital setup so the buyer's got an easy journey? You know, what's the name of the summit? So the one-to-one stuff with the client is figuring all of that out and making sure the buyer's got a very easy journey onto the next onto the next level. Mm-hmm. Uh, the group program is where people come in, and I've I have a very specific system that I use. So I teach people that system within a group setting online. So and I do that course twice a year, so people can get the support from one another. It's quite a nurturing group. So people can run their ideas, they can share speakers, make recommendations. So that's the group is um is a very different experience. Yeah, yeah. So how do you structure your days? Do you have certain sort of um things that happen on certain days and, and certain uh, sort of types of tasks on on different days or, or is it all whatever happens? I guess it depends on whether you're running your your group program or not as well yeah I I've tried doing different things on different days I definitely have fixed days in terms of I have different online groups um, courses that I run Mm -hmm. so on Tuesday and Thursday I always have my group calls on a Tuesday and Thursday 
and those two days are precious for um, training. Yeah, I've tried. I've tried doing the thing of, you know, only do sales on a Monday or Wednesday, but that never seems to happen because it's, it's, it's just not my thing. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, and then what I do is I, so the two, those are the most two solid days of the training days. Yeah. And then I work on a principle of three. So I only plan for three months at a time. My brain can't seem to cope with anything past three months. Mm -hmm. So... All my projects fit into three months. Okay. I have, so it's a three-month plan, three projects, and then I have three tasks a day that I work on. Okay, so talk a bit about how you sort of make that happen because it sounds quite simple, and I, I shared with you before we started that, that I um, focus on three tasks a day as well I mean I have lots of other things I need to do but I make sure if I've got those three things done then you know the day's a good one sort of thing um, what I don't yeah. do is is plan sort of much further ahead than a week um, I, I have big goals in my head but I don't actually think as specifically as you're doing with you know three months and three projects and so on yeah. so how, how does that um how do you make that happen because I can just sort of imagine that I, I could never find three they'd always be you know, more, <laughs> um, yeah. and, or I'd find three and then I'd sneak in more and pretend they weren't projects. They'd be called something else so I could still have them in. <laughs> so how do you make that work for you? <laughs> so, again, I work backwards. And so I, the way I've done it for this first three months of 2016, mm -hmm. my next live course it goes out on the 18th of April. So I know to get enough people into that course, there are certain projects that I need to do to get people into the group program. So I know that's going out on the 18th. So I need to get more people into lower price courses. So some of them filter through and go into the group program. So I have run two group programs so those are my two other little projects. And that's what I focus in on. I focus in on, right, Summit then, I've got to launch those two digital courses then. So there's a reasonable gap between everything. Yeah. And that's how I do it. So the first project is, you know, I start planning for that one. Um, it goes out, it's live, it's over. And then I start planning for the next one. Mm -hmm. Some people move across into the new training. And then I start plan after the second one, I start planning for the summit. And then some people move across into that other training. Yeah. So that's that's how I've done it for the first three months of this year. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's a challenge the first time round that you're doing that because you've got a lot to create. Yes. But you know, the second and the third time you do that, it's easy because everything's already created. You're just tweaking things and changing things and mm. um, changing some of your marketing. And when do you so start, that's how I do it. Yeah, and when do you start planning for the second three months? So presumably there's some sort of overlap so that you you sort of kick yeah. off the, the second three months on time. Otherwise, yeah. you're spending, you know, another week or two planning it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not exactly – it won't be on time, but what I know at the end of those three months is I can then go, right, okay, what's worked well, what hasn't worked well, what do I want my next three months to look like? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be 100%, you know, right, that's my deadline for the three months. Yeah. I've just got a rough three months 
Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I can make a decision after the next summit course as to what I'm going to do for the next three. Yeah. Okay. And how do you manage that from a, a um, sort of tool perspective, a, a to-do list perspective? How, how do you make sure you know what you're doing on a daily basis? Obviously, you, you choose your three tasks, but, but where are you yeah. choosing them from? I'm choosing them from, so I use Google Documents, um, and what I do is I have, um, so it's, I think it's called the three-month, you know, the first three months or something. Mm -hmm. Then within that folder, I have the three different projects, and then I have, so I have the three different projects, but then I have a single sheet that has the key tasks from all of the separate projects on that one page yep. and I have the deadlines on that page and I have some tasks on there that I always need to do mm -hmm. then I just every day I use that sheet and then I have a look to make sure I'm on track mm. and um, I work on priority I'm, before I did digital marketing I worked with young people at risk for, for a few well for about 15 years um, so I know how to manage, um, risk is the wrong word, but prioritize things. Yes. So I'm really good at prioritizing things. So I always do the priorities, mm. the ones that are the most important. Mm. I think that's that's a real key skill, isn't it? Prioritizing is, is, is so important. And, and I guess that's where the three tasks um, piece helps as well, because you are having to you have to prioritize to come up with just the three otherwise you do end up with 15 and then you know which are the most yeah. important sort of thing yeah oh, i like that um that process um i think one of the mm. most important things though is that um those three main projects have to have to have a relationship together okay because otherwise um it's one you know when you when you're creating products you want to create like a family of products that fit into, right, let me get an example. So people who are going to um, eventually do virtual summits mm -hmm. will need to learn about list building. They'll need to learn about email marketing. They potentially might need to know how to um, create a product. So each of those little baby steps so the digital product and list building as separate courses would help people make the decision to do a virtual summit. Yeah. So they're interconnected with one another. Yeah. So uh, that sort of gives a cohesion as far as what, what you're working on. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I guess they all feed into each other as well. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Okay. So... Every day you're, you're choosing your three tasks. What else do you do in the morning? Have you got a particular routine and does it vary depending on whether you've got your group calls or, or, or whatever happening as well? What does it look like when you wake um, up? <laughs> mm, I'm, I'm going to have to confess I'm a bit of a workaholic. <laughs> um, so it's actually quite hard to stop me from working. <laughs> so I have to be really mindful um, to even do things like eat. <laughs> And I'm, I know I'm not alone on this because I know a lot of digital marketers, once they get in front of their PC, that is it. Yeah. You know, you can't interrupt them, you can't do anything, ask a question or anything because once they're on it, you sort of sucked into this vortex of being in your head. Yeah. 
Um, so routine for me is up. Um, yeah, work. I have to remind myself to eat breakfast before ten o'clock, otherwise it won't get eaten. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm. When I was growing up, I was used to eating once a day, so I now have to consciously make myself eat three times a day. And it's very easy when you're doing um, stuff on the computer <laughs> to yeah. forget to eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say I can see that, but to be, to be honest, when I'm procrastinating, eating is one of the things that I, I like to think about, <laughs> and I have to force myself not to eat. So it may, it, you may not want to share this, but it, it does beg the question why you only had once a day when you were growing up. Um, the truth is that I was brought up in care, and I left very early, so I left at 15 and a half, mm -hmm. and I'm dyslexic as well, and I didn't understand what money was, right. so I used to, um, so I'd get my doll money, and I used to go into the shop, and I used to buy one thing at a time, Right. and because I didn't have very much money, I learned to cook one meal a day. Yeah. And that has stayed with me for a very, very long time, and it's been a really hard pattern to break. Yes. Interesting, um, isn't it, how so, much things like that continue, as you say, sort of it's like a pattern. And did, did that help you when you were working with the youngsters that you mentioned you were working with earlier, were thinking about the sorts of challenges that, that they had? I mean, I guess it's a bit of a gap yeah. in the in the system if, if that went on for so long with you because nobody helped you to do anything different. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, um, and I still work with young people at risk now, so, yeah, absolutely, because mm. once you've got that habit from a very early age, it's very, 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 very difficult to break. Yeah. Really, really hard. Yeah, I was, listen I was um, listening to something, reading something um, about habits um, this week um in fact i think it was the the podcast that i that i published this week actually an interview with um faye watts um podcast 13 and you know she was saying about how creating habits are so important and that once you've created them they create they they take a lot of discipline to create in the first place but once they're there yeah. they just happen and i guess you know you weren't intending to create that habit but once you had it as you say it was very difficult to to, to change it okay so you 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 have your breakfast hopefully <laughs> yeah where do you where, where do you fit in your planning of your three tasks and and are there any other sort of routine things you do to sort of kick your day off uh in the right way no that is that's it i'm pretty work focused i'm very task orientated mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. so i get up i come straight to the computer um start working see what priorities i've got um, then try and remind myself to have breakfast, and then that's it. I'm off. Yes, yeah. It's interesting with you talking about your prioritising. I, I I get the feeling that you're probably quite able to focus. I mean, some of the conversations that uh, I have with people quite often do uh, revolve around that whole issue of focus. And I think a lot of the things that you've said already during the interview sort of imply that that focus probably isn't so much of an issue for you. Oh, I'm really lucky. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, um, I'm forward thinking. I find it very hard to go backwards. Mm -hmm. So I find it very hard to go over um, old projects. But I'm constantly moving forward and 
So I'm one of those people that's just constantly moving forward rather than going backwards. Yes, yeah, yeah. That sounds really, really useful. And particularly when you're, you know, working on your own and, and there's so many things that come flying at you, so so much potential overwhelm. Um, it, it sounds like you have a structure without having created one. You just naturally do that. Yeah. 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 I'm very lucky like that. Yeah. Okay. So, what about at the end of the day? Because you you talk about being a bit of a workaholic. Um. So I guess um, the shutting the door at five o'clock and leaving your office bit doesn't happen, just like it doesn't happen in my <laughs> in my house. Yeah. But then you know. Yeah. I I do go out during the day and do other things, and uh, and so I do sort of tend to uh, swap and change things around. But it sounds like that you're working sort of pretty pretty solidly. What do you do at the end of the day? How do you sort of close off the the work and and make sure that you're ready to to sleep in the end one of um okay i i don't have children i have a um couple of cats um and i live with my um partner steve his cat is called akira and my cat is called manga so one of the most important things to me is to have a little cuddle with manga on the sofa Uh and that's when i really sort of that's my. That's me relax. Gosh, this is going to sound a bit strange. <laughs> that's me relaxing, having a cuddle with my cat, and yeah. she's purring. Yeah. Um, it's supposed I to be good for your health. Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be good, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, again, Faye mentioned it in her podcast this week about um, her cat. So you're not the only one. But I, I have to tell you a little story about mine. We have two cats, and uh, one of them has just randomly decided to start sleeping in my in tray and I'm not sure that's because he's trying to get more attention and he thinks that's the route to my attention or what but I was I was recording a live radio show uh, uh, last week and um, I'd forgotten he was in here and I'd had some technical issues dialing in and I literally arrived on the on the show as the presenter as the closing um, uh, jingle uh, the opening jingle rather um, played so it was a bit stressful and just as I started to speak he decided to get up and come and join in. So he was sitting on my notes. And he has this tendency that um, he wants you to cuddle him. He puts his arms around your neck sort of thing, almost like he's really cuddling you back. And if you don't pick him up and you're close enough, he'll try and sort of climb up your body to get into that position. So I had this horrible feeling that he was going to start trying to climb up, which obviously is quite painful. So I had to stand up and move around the office and move my notes all around the office and basically run away from him whilst doing a live radio show. That's brilliant. So that cat wasn't very relaxing at all, but I do buy into that. Um, I think there's there's medical evidence that says that even just like stroking cats um, is very calming, and they talk about how good it is when children, um, you know, have have animals for for that sort of um, calming yeah. sort of thing. So so you you don't sound like a mad cat woman at all. <laughs> you just sound like. Well, I've only got two. Exactly. Maybe if I'd have more if I could. <laughs> yeah, if you're saying you had twelve of them and it took you all evening to to cuddle all of them, then it might sound a bit a bit more uh, strange. But uh, there we go. And um, yeah, yeah. So so it, your your cats they help uh, you to relax in the evening. Um, yeah, cats. Yeah. I'm very digital. I it's really funny. I I was reading through these questions before we came on, and I was thinking, oh my god, I don't have any social life whatsoever. <laughs> So um, <laughs> PS4 is my other thing that I really, I love PS4. I love solving problems. Uh-huh. 
um, creating things, solving problems. So PS4 is just brilliant for that. So I have PS4, um, PlayStation 4 helps me relax. And what, what do you do and, with it, not being a, a PlayStation fan at all? <laughs> yeah, so um, the game I'm playing at the moment is called Elder Scrolls, and it's, yeah, you fight people, <laughs> but you go into battle, um, you have tasks, you have challenges, um, and it's very creative. Yeah. Um, so it's it's almost like a constant learning environment. Yeah. And do you play that with other people elsewhere, or is it just yourself on the game? No, it's just me. Right. It's funny. Steve has a whole team and a whole network of people that he plays with on PS4. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't like playing with other people. <laughs> <laughs> You're a solo entrepreneur. Why would you? Yeah, I find it a bit a bit confusing <laughs> as to who's the leader. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's quite funny though, if you can imagine, Steve's in one room playing his game with his friends, and I'm in the other room playing my game by myself. And you text each other and say, "Can you put the kettle on?" and things like that. Well, um, yes, we do. We have been known to do that WhatsApp. in this house. I do have to really force it sometimes. In our house, we do have a tendency. If I have something where I really need to be in the office, I'll, I'll come in the office. Sometimes I try and drag little Dodsy in with me and, and she sits on the so uh, the um the easy chair in here so that we can spend some time together you know even if I've got to do some work um but then my husband will be in his study and we're a bit like we must be in the dining room just bring your laptops if necessary and on the odd occasion I mean we don't spend all our time working we do do uh, other family things but we have had three laptops set up on the dining room table <laughs> I just think oh dear this is sad but uh, it's incredible isn't it how how I was at um, I was at some illegal rave over, over in Hackney um, a couple of weeks ago, and it was amazing how many people were just stood there with their mobile phones, phoning what was going on and not really taking part in what was going on. They were yeah. so fascinated with their phones and what was happening that I was just the our connection with technology has just changed so much. Yes, it has. And it's interesting, I was saying to somebody the other day that um, one of the dads up at the school, whenever he sees me, um, always makes some sarcastic comment about my phone and, and being on it all the time and being on Facebook all the time and, and all this sort of thing. And it's quite interesting because although I do spend a lot of time using technology and I, my phone, I think, is you know my most used business tool because I can do yeah. so much with it and on it and and, and so on um, I actually spend a lot of time not on technology doing things and particularly making that effort to be in the moment and and when he says you know you're on Facebook all the time I might look at it quite a lot but I don't post very much at all really, really yeah. just for business stuff um, and it's interesting that he has this image of of me because he thinks this is what technical people um, you know digital um, consultants you know are like um, and, and it's actually not that that true because I think in some ways I I sort of make a real effort to, to not be on technology as much as I do to be on technology um, where you know I don't let it sort of overlap as much as everyone might imagine sort of thing so um, yeah that's good mm, interesting that's healthy so we talked a bit about um, Google Docs being a, a tool that you use what are about other tools or apps that uh, that you use that you recommend to people I mean, I try a couple of things. I try and keep everything as simple as possible um, because we have to learn so much all the time. I guess I stick with things that I find really easy to use and I don't have to learn something new. Mm. So 
The other two I really like that make my life easier. The first is Camtasia, and that is a piece of software which I use for my training courses, which allows you to record um, from your computer slides or anything else that's happening online as well. So basically, you can just film what you're doing on your computer. Yeah. That tool is brilliant. Mm -hmm. I've used that in the past. Uh, and um, yeah, yeah. The other, I'm trying to think, is Tech TechCrunch? No, TechSmith. It comes from, isn't it? Uh, TechSmith. Yes. Yeah. And they have, yeah. Um, Snagit, which I I use for yes. screen prints, and you can do little videos on on that as well. So um, that's one of yeah. the tools. I think their newsletters are quite good as well about the sorts of things that you can you can do. I've never seen one, <laughs> but I, bet they are. I should imagine they are. <laughs> cool. And you said there's another another tool. Yeah. Well, this is a this is for accounts. It's called Crunch, and um, you know, I, historically I had a bookkeeper, but Crunch is brilliant because I can just upload all of my accounting, whether it's receipts or different projects that I have going, and I found. Crunch saves me a lot of time, and plus it just enables me to keep an eye on my um, my ingoings and outgoings, so I know exactly where I am in the here and now. In the here and now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I love Crunch as well. I've never heard of Crunch before. It's interesting. Um, I was saying to to you before, wasn't I, that we keep getting so many new sort of tools and recommendations from from people as the podcast goes along, and I, I keep expecting there to be lots of overlap, but um, here's a, a yet another tool that I've never heard of. <laughs> yeah, I wish I'd, I wish I'd had Crunch from the start of my business. I think I would have been much more clued up around the finances of business, right? because it's not my, it's not my area of expertise. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So Crunch has, has really helped. Excellent. And any others? Um, God, no, none that spring to mind. I just try and keep it really simple. Google Docs is what I use mm -hmm. um, most of the time. And also because you can get Microsoft online now as well in terms of, I think one of the important things for me, and I think that's why Google Docs is so good and why Microsoft is now is now better, is that I like to be able to use things across different PCs. Yes. So no matter where I am on the in the globe, I can access my information and, you know, what it is I'm up to and the yeah. training resources. Mm. I'm not stuck to the office. No, exactly. It's funny, I, I use Google Docs a bit, um, but I still do use um, the Microsoft uh, suite, although I have Office um, 365, so it's, you know, very available. But... Um, I'm not very organised with my Google Docs, and I sometimes can't find things because I've sort of ad hoc set things up, and it's something that I probably do yeah. go and organise because I do like to be able to find things quickly. But I do yeah. find that it's the thing that's so easy and quick to get to. You know, you're in your browser, you might as well just look at that document rather than having to go to your files and open your document. You know, if it's Word or Excel or whatever. So um, it's interesting that. I'm using it just because it's easier, but I've never really thrown myself into it when actually, you know, it is so convenient, as you say. Uh, I like one of the things I like about it is you can give someone the link and then you can keep it as a working document. Mm, mm, yeah. So you just give them the link and then you don't have to keep sending emails backwards and forwards with changes and amendments. No, no, exactly. But I think Microsoft is probably like that now, though, isn't it? Because it's you can yes. invite different people. 
teams and yes yeah and of course if you use dropbox then it sort of doesn't matter what you're uh yeah you're using this anyway so uh, yeah so changing the subject dropbox back to tool. oh sorry say again dropbox yeah no dropbox is a brilliant tool yes yeah something that um I've realised just how much I use because I've been trying to organise my folders and, and files in the last couple of weeks and I just realised how much rubbish there is on there that I've saved over the last <laughs> however long. So, uh, but, but I can access it on all my, on my, all my um, devices, <laughs> however much it's rubbish. <laughs> you see, there is this thing, isn't there? And I know Nicola, Nicola Cancross and Judith Morgan were talking about it the other week about we invest all this time and money in learning something it's sometimes better just to stay with what we've invested all that time and money in learning rather than just moving across to something new yeah. because it's a little bit cheaper. Yes, definitely. That was when I think when they were talking about Infusionsoft and Nicola saying that she'd yeah. found another another tool, um, which yeah. I can't remember the name of, but um, she said you know she really liked it and if she was starting again she might go with that, but she just couldn't go through the the sort of transition. And uh, it's interesting. Yeah. I keep listening to podcasts that talk about uh, a to do app called uh, Nosby and I'm Ooh. so tempted to try it out but I'm a, a, a lover of Todoist that's what I use to manage my tasks and I just know that through through my history <laughs> that I'd go to Nosby and, and start setting it all up and I'd spend you know hours and days and weeks setting it up um, and actually yeah. my time would be best spent continuing to use Todoist and actually just getting the tasks done that are already on there not <laughs> not creating a whole new one about <laughs> moving to a new platform so uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> so that's you know I've developed, <laughs> I've developed on. I've developed on. Years ago, I had a, 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 a team member who said to me, "If I was as efficient with my actually getting work done as I was with organising myself, I'd be brilliant." So I I took that to heart, and I've worked very hard on actually <laughs> doing important things rather than just organising myself ever since. <laughs> brilliant. So changing the the subject um, again to um, thinking about. Uh, being healthy what sort of things do you do to to uh, keep your keep yourself healthy you said you have to uh, make sure you eat so that's good <laughs> what else yeah 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 and I it, it's not even a joke I really do have to remind myself to eat and it's things like not eating processed food so I cook things from scratch um, I always have porridge in the morning porridge with nuts or some of us um, sort of um, fruit and um, one of the things I did after Christmas, and it's in a box set somewhere in the front room, is I bought a little um, DVD set called Slimming Six, right. which is an exercise workout. So I have to consciously just remind myself to eat healthily and do the Slimming slim Six thing when I remember to do it. So Yeah, you see, here's um, where your issue is. It should be in three, yeah. shouldn't it? So you don't do six. Yeah, it really should. <laughs> yeah, that maybe that's why I'm not doing it as much as I should be doing it. It's six. Out of alignment. So it's that's <laughs> six minutes, is it? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's um slim in six weeks. It's oh. actually really good. Six weeks. Oh okay. Um, yeah. But isn't it typical that it's a DVD on the T V? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to the gym or walking in the park. I've just got a DVD which I can put in my PS4. <laughs> I was going to say, it had to be the first four as well. Well, there you go. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, so. And what about. Try and eat well. Yeah. And what about keeping your energy sleep. levels up for all this work? Um. Hmm. 
I haven't got an answer to that one. I just stick to trying to remind myself to eat eat fruit. I eat quite a bit of fruit now. Um, sleeping's important, and yeah. then exercise when I remember to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So I wouldn't say I'm not going to say I have the healthiest lifestyle on the planet. I don't, but I think this is the reality for a lot of people that who do digital stuff in front of their com in front of their computer. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm not alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think you are. I think uh, that's uh, some of the characteristic of wanting to do that sort of work as well, I guess, is uh, a certain type of yeah. person with a certain uh, sort of lifestyle and so on, yeah. yeah so yeah, what about absolutely. so what about learning and improving yourself? I know you've um, gone through some sort of transitions in your business over the last couple of years. So how, how do you yeah. learn? How do you make those changes? So I am one of these people. I don't read, um, not very often. I've got some. I've got quite a few books which I've never read, or I've started them and I've never finished them. So I generally tend to learn by doing. So, which is a bit silly, really, because all the books have got all the answers. People have done it before you, but hey ho. <laughs> um, I generally tend to do things and learn from the experience. So I'm very much a hands-on type of person. Yeah. I watch. Um, I do, although I'm not doing it as much as I used to do, you know, if I want to learn about a particular subject, I'll buy a course online or I'll watch um, videos online. Um, but I've stopped doing that now as well. So I think my head's just a bit full of everything. So it's having a bit of a breathing space. Yeah. Then it will find another way to learn. But pretty much hands-on, pretty much learn by doing. Yes. Yeah, and maybe you just don't need to learn those other things at the moment. Again, going yeah. back to you know conversations that uh, I've had with people, and I think Nicola and Judith on their uh, uh, podcast, which is called Own It, um, have talked you know talked about you end up sort of buying lots of stuff, or you know watching lots of stuff, or reading lots of stuff, or you know sort of trying to learn all the time, and and actually it just sort of distracts you from from doing, and it can be a bit of a yeah procrastination tactic tactic sometimes as well can't it yeah 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 I I do sometimes think that I do sometimes think oh, I should really read something I should really read something yeah um, but I don't know it just doesn't happen yeah well clearly if you don't want to then you shouldn't need to <laughs> perhaps uh, there's another route <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you yeah anyway <laughs> Somebody's obviously giving you a guilt trip about not reading. You you don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. It's the thing of, um, you just have to nurture your personality, don't you? I guess. Yeah. And my thing is learn by doing. Yeah. As much as I sit here thinking I should read more, I know I'm not going to do it. No. No, exactly. Well, it's like me. I I I've said before I don't um like making videos very much even though I know that they're really helpful for YouTube and SEO and all that sort of thing um, and I actually don't watch them that, that often either because they just I just haven't got time to just give something my attention so podcasts yeah. I love because you can listen to them while you're doing yeah. other things but uh, you know apart from maybe when I'm doing my accounts I don't watch videos on online because I just don't have the time and I, and I can't watch those things and, and think and write at the same time so you know yeah. there is a limited opportunity um, even though there's tons of great stuff out there you know all the TED talks and you know lots of the stuff that come out when people do launches and stuff and I, I have all these great ideas to watch them and put them into a, 
a folder to to give me a chance to catch up with things and I never do so um yeah, yeah as you say it's, yeah. I think you have to work out what works for you in your your personality and your lifestyle and and then and focus on that and, and drop the guilt on everything else yeah yeah I need to learn that lesson drop the guilt <laughs> so what about <laughs> if things don't go right if you have a, a day that isn't quite uh, the one that, that you were planning you only do two of your three things maybe <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, today we had some this morning. <laughs> yes. Well, you seem to cope with that well. So what do you do? <laughs> I think um I think whatever it is, you've got to be honest in the moment of what's happening. So, you know, Joe, you were very pa- you were very patient. I was uh, it took me 40 minutes to get set up today for lots of different reasons, which is very unusual, but I think if you're honest with people, yeah. Um and you're honest with yourself with what's happening and you can recover as quickly as possible so you put the next step in place in as quickly as possible so you're not beating yourself up or um, you know you're not stuck in the moment mm. just just move forward just move past it but honesty is big in my books absolutely and I, th- I think it's about sort of relationships and communication and you know I sometimes yeah. have issues with people like we had this morning where you know there's an issue with technical stuff and and you know I'm waiting for it to be resolved or, or 40 whatever. minutes <laughs> um but, but the thing is you know I don't sit here for 40 minutes tapping my fingers thinking where is she or, or any of those other things I've got so much else to do that I just get on with um and I remember you said something like um oh a minute just seems like the longest time and and of course when I'm busy doing something else it doesn't at all it's just a normal amount of time um but you always think when especially when you can't see the person that they're like sitting there waiting and and it's and it's awful and when in in fact you know people are, are, are quite happy to um to go along with whatever while things are being resolved but as you say as long as they know you know that somebody's trying to deal with something or what the situation is and I think that you know that's the case in you know, in lots of situations, real life situations as well. If you communicate with people and you're honest, and they know that you're, tr- you know, trying your hardest or or whatever, then that that um, goes a long way, doesn't it? So um, yeah, I think it I think it really does go a long way. I think mm. yeah, because you can tell, can't you, when people are like porky pies? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I do. It does always make me laugh, though, as I said to you before, when two uh, te- technical people have technical issues. <laughs> Our computers don't give us an easy time, do they? <laughs> no, it's so embarrassing. I remember being talking on a, um, I was doing a webinar about virtual summits, and mm. I was, I think point four was about getting your technology technology sorted yeah. and right. And as soon as I said that, the line went dead, <laughs> and I was like, "Are you joking?" <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get anybody back. It was a disaster. Computers, you see, they do know what we're doing. Really, they do. They they say artificial intelligence isn't quite here yet, but I reckon it's been here for a long time. <laughs> so, on a day when you end the day knowing that you've had the chance to to live more, so you know, done things that you wanted to do rather than the things you felt you should do or you have to do, what have you done? What does that day look like? That's really interesting, isn't it? Because um, I'm not sure I've quite mastered it yet, but I would like to think that you know that you're the people that I'm working with are ultimately satisfied at the end of the day, and that they know I'm there for them to succeed. And it's little things like you know I haven't had to work my butt off during the day, and I'm in flow and 
as much present as I can possibly be and that means not being so much in my head because yeah. um, I do very much get stuck in my head with thinking and not necessarily seeing what's around me mm-hmm. and you know it's about having that puddle with my little manga and um, chilling out and relaxing yeah but simple things really yes yeah lovely I agree <laughs> thank you <laughs> it's been brilliant uh, interviewing you um really really enjoyed finding out about what what you do and how you do it um so how can people find out more about you and connect with you yeah so if they want to find more out about getting clients online there's www.getclientsonline.co.uk or if anybody wants to find out about virtual summits my online training programs are at www.virtualsummits.co.uk Brilliant. Thank you, Wendy. Great to have you on the show. Oh, brilliant. Thank you, Joe. It's been an absolute pleasure. Attention, home-based coaches and consultants. Are you tired of feeling alone, isolated and frustrated with running your home-based coaching or consulting business? Are you sick of feeling like your life would be better and you'd be happier if you felt more organised and productive? Do you feel like there's simply not enough time in a day to get all the things done that you need to do to build a successful business while making time to live more? It's time to stop the isolation and start getting more organised, productive and focused on the skills that will move the needle forward. It's time to join the Power to Live More Calm membership. If you're ready to, stop creating the wheel and focus on the things that truly matter in your life and business. Learn what you need to know to be successful and live more. Get accountability help from a group of like-minded home-based business owners. To learn more about the Power to Live More Calm membership program and apply, visit powertolivemore.com slash get calm. Use your power to live more.